Welcome to the Charlotte Business Podcast, the podcast where business owners in and around the Charlotte, North Carolina area share their stories, their struggles, and the obstacles they overcame in growing their business to success. We hope these stories are an inspiration to others wanting and trying to start their own businesses and give consumers a better understanding of our local business community. I am your host, Sebastian McShane. How you doing all? Um... Welcome to today's podcast. I'm here with David Paget. It's Paget. Paget, sorry. <laughs> I like I like the way you said it. Okay, and uh, this is our first live studio audience. We're here in his dojo, and parents are watching the video and the podcast, and he's got the class going on behind us. Um, so tell us about your dojo. All right. So we opened in June of 2018. So we've been here just a little over a year and a half. Uh, we are Academy Martial Arts. Before that, we were. Uh, part-time in a couple of locations. We met twice a week in a church, then we met twice a week in a school. Um, between church politics and school politics, we decided that wasn't working anymore, <laughs> so we went full-time. Cool. So give me a little bit about your background. All right. Well, my background in martial arts, I started late because my son was doing this. He started when he was six years old, and after a year, I decided to start to. I was kind of convinced, but it's okay. Uh, so I was 45 when I started. Okay. Um, I fell in love with it right away. I decided I was going to get my black belt. And I got my black belt, so I wanted another one. And <laughs> by then, they had me on the staff. So what so, was it about it that made you fall in love with it? Um, well, there's so much more than just the physical aspect, aspect of it. Uh, for every pattern we do, which is similar to karate kata, th- th- there's a meaning tied to Korean history. So all of this knowledge and then the details of the movements were just great. I, I love learning. Mm-hmm. So the more I knew, the more I learned, the more I learned, the more I know I needed to learn. So I'm still learning. So you caught the bug you know, more I, or less. I really caught the bug. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, okay, so um, uh, where, about, where are you from originally? All right, I'm originally from Michigan. I was born in a town of Muskegon near the uh, coast of Lake Michigan. So... Uh, Grew up in cold winters, mm-hmm. lots of snow, lots of snow drifts, and didn't know that the rest of the country was any different until I was close to double digits. What a revelation. <laughs> and we moved down here in August of uh, 1976, the bicentennial year. And uh, it was August, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> but, but I got used to it, and, and, the heat. and, and, fell, <laughs> and I fell in love with this part of the country. Yeah. It's, it's a great place to be. Yeah, I can really, I'm, I'm a Buffalo boy. Oh, okay. And, so uh, yeah, lake effect snow. I'm tired of all the snow. That's why I moved down here. Exactly. And down here in Charlotte, we have just enough snow. It snows for a day, and it, see everything. I was all pretty and snow-covered, and the next day it's all gone. <laughs> that's that's I like the way it. I want it. <laughs> okay, so tell us about... Um, your idea to start a business. You would start out as a student. So how do you go from a student? Obviously. To- well, like I said, I did start as a student. When I got my first degree black belt, they decided I should help teach. Okay. Uh, after a few years, uh, the building that we were in sold. And the guy who owned Academy of Martial Arts moved to Man Hill and mm-hmm. opened another studio. And we acquired the business from him and went part time. So we did that for three or four years in a church, in a school, and just decided it was time to, to go full-time. And we opened here in uh, June of 2018, and we're doing our best to keep growing. Cool, cool. Are you going pretty well? Pretty well. Yeah. I, I still need more, but yeah, we're doing that good. I have some really great students here. Awesome. 
So what do you wish you had known before you started your business that you know now? The biggest thing I wish I had known was that uh, I wouldn't be training much. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Spend the time running the business and, and, and I don't get to train like I'd like to. Mm -hmm. As I'm approaching my, my sixth decade, I suppose I probably need to slow down anyway. Okay. Um, for all our listeners, probably wondering why the noise is behind us. Tell us what's going on in the class. All right. So they're doing some kicking drills right now. I'm not sure which kick they're performing. So they're making a little noise as they kick these wave masters, about 260 pounds of plastic and water. Okay. Essentially, most of the equipment we work, through, work with here is pillows of some sort. Everything's soft so nobody gets hurt. Uh, everything's padded. The floor is padded. Uh, we have blockers, which are essentially pillows on sticks. We have body shields, which are pillows with handles. Mm -hmm. And that's how I have to describe it to these three- and four-year-olds who come in, and they're all scared and intimidated. What's your you know, uh, age range for students? Three on up. The, the oldest student I've had is uh, 70, or he was at the time. Wow. He was doing great. He had to quit for family reasons, but he was such an inspiration. Wow, cool. What's your favorite memory related to starting your business? Favorite memory? I would say that uh, opening in Harrisburg. Okay. When, I, when my parents moved to uh, North Carolina, they uh, came here to open a Western Auto store right down the road in Harrisburg. All right. So 40 years later, I had a chance to, to do the same. I think that's my favorite memory, kind of bring that circle around. The location you chose, was, was the other studio already here when you moved in, or did you start this all on your own? This was a shell of a building when okay. we came in. We did the painting. We laid the floors. We finished the floor. We put the ceiling tiles in. <laughs> so hey, you're, you're the second business owner I've talked to that basically redid the whole inside of their, their yeah, store. Yeah, that's right. When we first looked at this place, it was bare concrete and a stack of ceiling tile in the middle of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you say you took over the business from someone else they had and it was was it in Mint Hill or was it in it was in Charlotte just off Charlotte? Old Concord Road as a matter of fact some people still go to that location if you google it sometimes it pops yeah. up so you basically yeah. bought the business bought the business what was the process and all that um well we bought it and you know after all the legal stuff was taken care of which is more of a headache than it probably should have been it always is but uh we went part-time in a church and uh we did. We were doing twice a week there, and mm -hmm. then things fell through at the church. We were in an elementary school, okay. and uh, that was going pretty well. We did that for about three years, I guess. And all of these students you see in here with the red belts on actually moved with us from that school. Cool. So uh, after that, the part-time thing was getting tiring. The whole school politics thing was getting tiring, mm -hmm. and I was getting tired loading and unloading my van twice a week. Yeah, I bet that would be a pain. So, um, talk a little bit more about like um i guess i'm trying to figure out the politics of the when you buy a business from somebody else and mm -hmm. make it your own what's what's the process in doing all that what well, um uh, getting the uh everything changed over you know you, you got to get the tax side and you don't think about all that really the the transition from him to us was pretty easy except for the legal part right. Yeah, and you got to go through the state and get it, get everything approved, and, mm -hmm. and so it's more time consuming, so I guess, than anything. Basically, bought the name from him. I mean, bought the name. You think it'd been easier to start on your own? Or? I almost think it would have been easier just to start. Yeah, but well, you learn. Hindsight, <laughs> and you already plus you wanted to establish. Right, we yeah. we have an established name. Yeah. Uh, 
So that, that means we've been in continuous operations since 1996. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So um, in starting businesses, what do you think is the most common reason people fail or give up? I don't think they realize how much work is involved, how much mm -hmm. time it takes. I mean, it's, it's just so tiring and so stressful. So what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Really a failure is just a chance to do it over. Uh -huh. So anytime that something hasn't gone the way I wanted it, it means that I probably can do something better. Right. So I figure that out, get help if I need it, and see how I can do it better. Awesome. It's working so far. And that's a big thing of, of getting help. Sometimes it's almost impossible it's hard to, admit. to do it by yourself. Yeah. As much as you would want to, sometimes you have right. to you know, say, hey, yo, I need some help. Yeah, so, <laughs> there's, there's so much to learn, so many small details. Yeah. What was yeah. the most difficult thing about getting your own location? Financing. Financing. Yeah, you got you to put together a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then you have this huge time investment. Mm -hmm. uh, before we could, we spent a month putting all this together before we could even start. Right. And I was still working full time and I still am in another position. Okay. So the, the time investment is, is huge. So you're a pretty busy guy then, working full time and, and doing this? Kind of busy, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, did you get financing through a, a bank or anything, or did you do it all on your own? I, I borrowed from my retirement. Okay, that's cool. That's another way to do it. Or what's one common myth about your business field that you want to debunk? I think the most common thing is people don't realize how nice we are. <laughs> you, you know, we, we, te we teach these children how to defend themselves, but we're not teaching them to be fighters. Right. Um, if you watch the Karate Kid and you see all the bad guys, the Cobra Kai and everything, yeah. they're really not that common out there. Uh, most of the people you meet are very nice. You know, between arts, I know a lot of guys in karate and in other arts. We're great friends. Mm -hmm. uh, we work out together sometimes, and so there really isn't a big competition like you would think between a Taekwondo guy, a Karate guy. We all get along. We all have the same purpose, and that, that's to build. Uh, good citizens, good children who just happen to know how to defend themselves. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what's the difference between what you teach and do here and, like, for example, uh, MMA, mixed martial arts? Okay, so. And do uh, people get confused about the two? They do, they yeah. do. But ta Taekwondo is a stand up art. Okay. The, the idea is, and it was made for war, so you don't want to get on the ground when you're fighting more than one guy. You, you, you uh, karate as well. You, you, you want to block, you want to knock them out as quick as you can, break them as quickly as you can, so you can get to the next guy. <laughs> so MMI is a great sport. It involves karate and taekwondo. Some of the best know that. But then you also have jujitsu involved where you are on the ground and you're trying to make the other guy submit. Okay. So it's, a, it's MMA is a combination of both of those. Right. So, so give us some of the history of uh, taekwondo. 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 Taekwondo is not an amazing, uh, an ancient art. Okay. It was formed uh, in the late 40s, early 50s, actually named about 60 years ago. Um, taekwondo, in, in the words, you break it down, you have tae, and it means to kick or break something with your foot. You have kwan, to, to break or punch. And do is the art. So really, it just means the art of kicking and punching. Okay. So it's sort of based on karate, a little physics applied. We use body movement to make the movements a little more powerful, a little faster. But uh, the difference isn't very great. 
and most people couldn't watch karate, watch Taekwondo and tell the difference. Okay. What about for a health benefit for working out? Health benefits are great. Yeah. And plus it's also great for your, your mind health. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a way to, to unwind, but, uh, there's definitely a physical aspect is, uh, it's really good. Uh, I, I think for my age, I'm doing pretty well. Okay. And it's got a lot to do with it. Um, Within a year after starting Taekwondo, I had lost 10 pounds. My health was better. Um, and we kind of work as hard as we want to as adults. And you know, my body sometimes tells me to back off. At first, it's hard to listen. but So I've learned a lot about my body as well as, as, as getting in condition. I've learned my limits. Okay. Talk some more about the mental aspects of it. How does it help you with your mind and mentally? Well, I do. As I stated before, there, there's so much history involved. Right. But also, each movement can be right or wrong by a fraction of an inch. So when we're tested on this stuff, this the stress, of, am I standing exactly right? Is my hand in the right place? The right height mm -hmm. is it, all in there. So it, it exercises my mind. And that transfers over into everyday life. I can remember things better. My wife will attest not everything very well, but <laughs> it, it does help. It, it would be a lot worse because, like I say, it keeps my mind working and it's constantly working. Awesome. So you'd recommend it to I would anybody? recommend it to anybody. If you're in a wheelchair, I can teach you the martial arts. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, what's the best resources that you've used that have helped you along the way growing your business? Well, obviously, my, my wife, from a personal standpoint, mm -hmm. my former instructor, or well, I'm sorry, he's still my instructor, but the former owner of Academy of Martial Arts, still very involved in helping me. And you know, he still trains me for the physical part, and his business is, is, is doing really well. So he's also helping me in, in, to, to learn how to uh, run the business part of it, which is, I think I stated, the hardest part. Yeah. The physical part, yeah, I have my limits, but it's easier. Mm -hmm. So the classes and, and doing all the physical stuff is easy compared to actually running the business. For me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what's one thing that came out of your journey growing the business that you didn't expect? I'm going to go back to, I thought, hey, I'm opening this business. I get to train a lot and everything. And I get to train very little. I, I, I expected I'm just going to have all this time, this space. Space, yes, but time, not yeah. so much. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm learning. Are you planning on maybe leaving your full-time job and making this full-time at some point? Or? I'm working toward that goal, yes, yeah. sir. At that point, maybe my training can pick it up a little bit. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Um, we're going to go into what I call our shotgun round. All These right. are just a bunch of questions that we ask for fun. I'll do my best. All right. Okay, if you could go back in time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you say? Oh, be patient. Wait. Live life. Um, I, I grew up too fast. Yeah. I think we all do. Right. So, you know, don't make any major decisions until at least your mid-20s. <laughs> um, okay. So, what's the most important thing you've learned in your life so far? Most important thing I've learned. Oh, patience is way up there. As a young man, I had none. Um, when you make a promise, keep it. Mm -hmm. If I tell these kids I'm going to do something, then, then I will. If yeah. I tell my children I'm going to do something, I will. I don't want to go back and tell them why I can't or why I didn't. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it. Heartbreaking, too. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to tell us, your kids that, well, that's not going to happen after you told them it would. Right. So no matter how tired I am yeah. or how I feel, we're going to do it. Cool. 
Um, what's the best tip for making the world a better place? Go back to the old saying, treat everybody like you want to be treated. Yeah. Golden rule. Yeah. Uh, greet everybody. Uh, I use sir and ma'am a lot, but that mm -hmm. comes from here. But, you know, when I go into the grocery store, if I see somebody with an empty shopping cart, I say, hey, I'll take that for you. Just something simple like that. They look at you strange at first, but yeah. then they smile when you do that. But, yeah. It helps make the world a better yeah, place. For sure. just, just the little things. Hold doors. Right. This is actually my favorite question. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Okay, so I've thought and about why. this a little bit. So the, the answers are going to be all over the place. And I'm going to name five people, but two of them are in pairs, mm -hmm. or four of them. Uh, first, General Che Hung Hee, the founder of Taekwondo. He died in 2002. I wasn't in Taekwondo yet. I would love to listen to him and learn from him. I know people who have, and their eyes just light up when they talk about this experience. Wow. So that that is a person. Uh, another thing, uh, I love cooking. I love cooking shows. There used to be a show on TV called Two Fat Ladies. They tooled around Great Britain in a motorcycle. Yeah. Yes. A motorcycle with a sidecar. And I just loved them. So Jennifer Patterson... Hey, oh, golly, and her name escapes me. I hate that. But the, the two of those, I would love to sit down and eat some of this crazy food they were cooking and just listen to their, their stories because they were so offbeat. They they didn't care what they said. They didn't yeah. care what people thought. And I love that. Yeah, it's important. Then the other two, and I'm going to put them, pair them together, are my grandfathers. Awesome. Uh, I remember one grandfather, just a little bit. He died when I was seven. Mm -hmm. But I know that we were special to him. So I would love to go back and, and have dinner with him now and let him see me as a, as a grown man. And the other one is my other grandfather who died when I was six weeks old and I never got to see him. But I know when he left work, he would come by our house to see me. And, yeah. and that just means a lot. And that memory of hearing my parents tell me that is, uh, it's gone a long way with me. I just, yeah. I, can't forget that almost 60 years later that's so. awesome so yeah. those those are my people i realize that's five but if we pair them up, it's, it's three dinners <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dave how can people get up with you all right so there are two ways you can call us at 704-494-0800 or you can find us at amatkd.com so, yes. or come by we're at 7200 caldwell road just off highway 49 in harrisburg and how often do you have classes? We have classes five days a week. We are here Monday through Thursday, 4 till 9, and Saturday morning from 8 until 12. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on the podcast. All right. I thank you for Best having me. Best luck to you and continue growth. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. To the audience, thank you. <laughs> oh, wait. You're supposed to clap. This is audience. There you go. There you go. <laughs>